I want me some glory hope. To the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Sudis, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Ooh, Bo Sudis, here we go. It is draft season, it is mock draft time, and I am ready for all the mock drafts, uh, and the draft beers, except for that tranny light, Bud Light. I, I'll skip on that. I don't need that kind of draft. Let's stick to the draft that is, um, you know, sexual identity free, the NFL draft, at least for now. Who knows? At some point, maybe there'll be a, uh, a, a badass quarterback for Alabama who likes to wear dresses and um, has they them. But until we get to that point, we are free and clear to go over. So um, I look forward to this draft, this mock draft, and I look forward to going to Kansas City next week. Oh, you goddamn right. And speaking of draft beers, uh, usually everybody's ready for the beer bit. I don't have a particular beer bit this week, but I will say I went to the beer Big Beer Fest in Dallas in Fair Park this mm. last weekend, and oh my fucking God, it was like, you know, somebody like me, it was like heaven. Uh, over 500 <laughs> different beers. I can't even tell you how many different breweries. I drank a lot of fucking beer, I can tell you that. And we are over 1,100 different beers now tasted and tried and rated on the beer app. So, plenty <laughs> of material coming your way for 2023, baby. Did you get the... Did Was there a... A weird-looking dude dressed as a female that shot his new beer into your mouth from like a gun or a squirt gun or something. No, sir. There was no <laughs> Anheuser Busch products at all at this beer fest because, you know, as you know before, not even anything related to that. I don't drink that kind of shit beer, and there was no shit beer to be had. All crafts, uh, mostly Texas breweries. Come here, big boy. Come here, big boy. I got, I got a special. Uh, this is a good concoction of of beer I've been brewing up for a couple of days, saving it just for you. Oh, boys and girls, we're gonna get into it now. This is the mock draft twenty twenty three football glory hole edition. We're gonna go oh, over yeah. the entire first round. I'm gonna take the odds. My buddy's gonna take the evens, uh, and we'll just get into it and see what we got. We'll see how right we are at the end. We're doing this about two weeks out, so a lot can still change, moves and shakes, but fuck it. Everybody else has got their mock drafts out. We'll put ours out, and, you know, we'll see where the fucking chips fall. Well, uh, I think I think with that, we need to explain exactly, are we doing a predictive draft? Are we doing, like, how... how what we would do, what we think the teams will do, like how's this going to roll? No, no, no. We're going to do what, the, what we think the teams would do, um, just because that, in my opinion, it's really the only way to do a mock draft. Because if you do what you would do, then you got different GM philosophies going on, and 
what I would do and what you would do was very different from what a lot of these teams will do, which is draft the wrong fucking player. So, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. And like, if we were to, you know, like what I would do for all 32 would be different from what I would do with these 16 that I've got, you know, based on what you do. So it's, it's kind of makes it a little tricky that way. Yeah, absolutely. And we are doing this straight live. We have not seen each other's picks, so there might be some bumps in the road along the fucking way. So just prepare for that and uh, hope you guys have fun with it. Here is the 2023 FGH Mock Draft Round 1. Well, you can tell it. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I believe every lie that I ever told. Paid for every heart that I ever stole. Alright, boys and girls, the stage is set. That goddamn Goodell's kicked it off. Everybody's booed the shit out of him, as we will yeah. do live and in Fuck person here, in Kansas Get City. The fuck out of here. And uh, hopefully he's got some sense about him. He might bring up Mahomes to get the party started. That'll get some uh, big crowd roars. But, you know, Patrick's probably got better shit to do, honestly. But whatever. All right. Starting off, I've got the honors of the very first pick of the draft. And the first pick in 2023, the Carolina Panthers are going to select Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. What? That is a curveball already. Wow, right out, right out of the gate. A so there, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about Carolina taking um, Stroud, number one. But I think Schefter pretty much killed that. Uh, I think it was Sunday he tweeted out that that's pretty much dead and that they're going with Bryce Young. And then abruptly after that today, Bryce Young announces that he is canceling all of his other visits. He's not visiting any more teams. Um, so it's done. It's a done deal then. Pretty much. And then right after that, the Houston Texans announced or didn't announce, but it leaked out that they are actively taking calls now on the number two pick as they were <clears> not <throat> doing that before. So yeah. it's it's either if, if Young is their guy and they know Carolina's going to take him, then they're not interested in staying there for whoever the next quarterback is, which I think is smart if that's not your guy. Mm-hmm. That's Smart for me. We'll see if that's the case. But anyway, that's the hot rumors going around right now. But officially, first pick, Bryce Young. It's not so smart to win that last game, though, that cost us both money. So a big fuck yeah, you to fuck Houston. You, Houston. That's what you get for being stupid. Um, okay, I am on the club. Oh, no, Houston. So you know what? Um, I have heard those rumors, and I do think they would like to trade out uh, if they could, but... You know, with with their new coach coming in there, um, um, Ryan's from San Francisco. I know he wants to build that defense up. I just don't know that you can roll into a season with uh, Davis Mills when yeah, I know it's not their guy, but I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take C.J. Stroud. I'm gonna go ahead and do it because I don't know that the the front office will let them look that stupid to uh, miss out on Young. And then just, you know, totally not get a quarterback um, at all. So I'm going to go ahead and take C.J. Stroud and see how it falls from there. 
this is a great exercise. And we were talking about before what you do versus what they would do. I agree with you. I don't think that they have the balls to mm-hmm. not take a quarterback. Although I did see one mock draft so far in the country. It was the ballsiest thing I've seen. They passed on the quarterback at two, took one of the defensive players, and then waited all the way to 11 or 12, wherever the next pick is, and took Levis. So if they yeah, got the balls a, that to pull happen. that off and it works yeah. out that way, then they might have totally redeemed themselves. Well, well, uh, to a, to an extent, but everybody would still know that you had one quarterback that you coveted and because, you know, last year. What, oh, whatever, whatever they do, I hope it fails. Yeah, Trust me. Big time. Big time. All right, moving on. Those Arizona fighting midgets. Those Cardinals. Somehow they've got the dead-ass last odds to win the Super Bowl preseason. Mm. Uh, they went from, you know, last year, what were they, Longhorn? About like 18-1 to 1 at kickoff, something like that. Somewhere in that range to yeah, dead-ass last. So uh, they're in full rebuild mode, obviously. Uh, the midget is shuffling his way towards uh, – it's really a make or break. Can he stay healthy for 16 games? He hasn't done it yet. Is he going to live up to the potential? We'll see. I don't know. But, you know, Nook is pretty much one foot out the door, ready to go. They just had their safety. Buda Baker, he's requesting a trade. Everybody's jumping off that ship. Coach Bro is fired, um, which was predicted here the day he got hired. I believe we predicted he'd be fired. It took uh, a long time, though, so I don't know if that's a win. I mean, he was there forever. Yeah, but he was tied to Collar, and even though Collar stayed, he still got the boot, so. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, new coach in, new regime. I think they're going to start off with a more of a kind of a cornerstone piece. It might be a boring pick, but I'll go Will Anderson, the edge from Alabama. I made two Alabama picks in the first three picks of the draft. Yeah, Will Anderson can't go wrong there. Um, you know, it's. I don't think that he's the, uh, you know, the Bosa or the Hutchinson type of player, but you know, it's he's a he'll be the best pass rusher. He's certainly an instant help for them. Um, I agree with that assessment, by the way. Yeah, I, I I really like him, but I don't know that he's transcendent on that edge. But um, okay, so that puts me with Indy at four. And looking at what's left, obviously, I mean, we don't know, or maybe you've heard some rumors, but like this is basically a quarterback. Like, which one do they like the most? And it seems like everybody is souring on my boy Levis, um, which you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out. I, I still to this day, this is a little sidebar. I don't, I haven't seen a whole lot to, to take me off, you know, thinking that Levis has a shot to be, you know pretty good in this league uh but these teams know more than we do and the upside of richardson is you know if you believe you can fix the the issues that he has which i don't think you can because of the stories we've heard uh off the field and what we've seen on the field however if you're gonna swing and swing big then you know that that's the type of guy you would do it on so i'm gonna give them anthony richardson i wouldn't do it but i think they will number four to indianapolis yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Um, obviously, as an athlete, there's his ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan would say. Um, <laughs> if he can turn out to be, you know, Josh Allen and fix all the problems, but 
I don't know, man. Like, like something I don't, don't, tells me he wouldn't score a thirty-five on the Wonderlick test. Not that they take that anymore, but you know, whatever. Right, but have you heard of that? Uh, this the new test that they're doing, that S two test. Yes. Yeah, and suppose I mean it, they're they're close to the vest on this. Also, they don't want to release these numbers. I don't know why they they play this little fucking game. All of a sudden, forever we all got all these numbers, and all of a sudden, the last three or four years, it's become like pulling teeth to get these uh, these these test scores but the s2 test it's more it more studies your um i don't know i guess reactionary time your your ability to assess things quickly and um and it's more of a memory skill test so basically like they'll show you five uh balls and two of them will be orange and the other three will be different colors and then they show them uh, again, and they're all blank, and you got to say like which ones were orange and which one were the other colors. It's like a memory pattern game, basically. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard of it, it does sound more uh, applicable to sports in general. So I'm a fan of it. I uh, just wish they would put it out more. But I will. But I say it all that said all that to say this: that I heard the two highest scores, at least on the quarterbacks, which is really the only thing I would care about. Uh, the two highest scores were Bryce Young and right behind him, Will Levis. So Yeah, and yeah. Anthony Richardson apparently knocked it out of the park as well, which immediately has me uh, <laughs> questioning the validity of this test. Yeah, all right, well. But I regardless, did hear on the Bryce Young piece, I did hear that he tested even higher. He, what I heard was he's had the highest test of any quarterback that's taken it ever so far. Oh, shit. Yeah, he, he's yeah, – he's, He's, we didn't talk about him, but you know, if he was if he was six three, you know, or above, he would be in that Andrew oh, Luck slam gen- generational yeah. type. Yeah, it so. wouldn't even be a question. The the question is obviously his size. He's even smaller than Kyler Murray, which is going to be a problem. Um, but he's going to get broke like a toothpick. Yes, but he is he is super sharp kid from all everything leading up to this, and then I think um, what I read from the one source I saw it from, I think he scored like a ninety four. Out of a hundred on this test, which was like, yeah, it's the best score ever so far, apparently. Yeah, he's just too small. That sucks. That sucks. But who's uh, who's Seattle taking here? All right, Seattle. Well, you know, fucking Sneaky Pete's gonna go defense. He ain't gonna fucking pick any offense for Christ's sake. Why would he do that? So no, let's go. Uh, let's go with that fucking guns up, baby. Red Raider, Tyree Wilson, second oh, edge man. defender off the board. All right, Tyree Wilson, who is coming in at 6'5 and a half, 271 pounds. Um, a lot of people are kind of mixed reviews on this. I've obviously he's been mocked here quite often to Seattle, I've, and I've but I've seen ones where he's fallen into the late teens. So it's kind of a mixed bag on him on on, uh, on how much you like it. A lot of comparisons to um, homeboy from Georgia last year, Trayvon Walker, that went number one. Kind of the same body type. Not quite the same athletic, uh, off the charts things that that um, that uh, he did. Walker did last year, but you know, size wins in the NFL. So we'll see how that works out. But you did just fuck up because you gave my Detroit Lions the player that I wanted to fall to me the most of this spot. So we're we are sprinting to the podium to give that dumbass Goodell the card to turn in Jalen Carter. DT from Georgia and pair him up with Hutchinson, uh, Ali McNeil, and there's a whole list of defensive ends they have opposite of Hutchinson that 
kind of broke through last year. So forming a pretty awesome defensive line over there in Detroit. So turn it in. I'm sorry, you took um uh, scroll down here. Carter? You're not you're not scrolling down. He's he'll be up at the top. No, I'm scrolling down. It's, you said Carter? Yeah, Jalen Carter. Okay. That's typical Detroit bus pick. So, oh my, I whoa! Don't. Well, let's take a time out here and, and sit <laughs> on this because you're. Please explain to me how that's going to be a bust uh, on the field. Well, I mean, it's not always just on the field. You've got obviously some maturity issues with the kid. I mean, on the field, the dude's a fucking monster. So, if he's he gets, the best defensive player in this draft on the field. If he gets his shit together, uh, then that's a great pick. But we'll see. It is Detroit. Generally, things don't go right for them. So we'll see We're how happy. it goes. Or, We're happy. Uh, well, everybody's happy on draft night. As we get to see live and in person every year, except for that year that the when we were in Nashville and the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. You talk, I don't think I've ever seen a group of fans so pissed off on draft night and while drafting a quarterback in any of the years that we've been doing this. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Those Giants fans. <laughs> Gotta love them. Gotta love them. All right, so that puts me up with the Raiders. So I've got a couple choices here at this point. Uh, You know what? I'm a, I'm a wild card. I'm going wild card. Okay. They're going to go Will Levis, quarterback Kentucky. Right uh-huh. here with the Las Vegas uh-huh. Raiders. They need a quarterback. Got to have a quarterback. Do got to have a quarterback, and uh, they just let theirs go out of town. So, you got a guy who prides himself in working with quarterbacks, and Josh McDaniel. He needs a little bit of job insurance. Drafting a rookie generally gets you that as a head coach. That'll buy him another couple years there in the silver and black. And uh, you know what? If the kid can develop into what his what his talent level, his ceiling is, I mean, I think he's hands down the best quarterback in the draft. If he can develop into that. He showed some pretty major signs of regression in Kentucky. Never really showed any progression too much. Um, you know, but he's got he's got a quick release. He's got a very strong arm, obviously. I haven't heard too much about him being that smart, uh, but you did say he did very well on that test. Um, I don't know. We'll, I, we'll see. I, I don't I don't really now he did, you know. Have not, he didn't have the best year, but you know, I heard I didn't get to watch a whole lot of college football this year, but and certainly not not his games. But I did look at the stats and all the talk of oh, he just he didn't have a very good year. You know, I looked at the stats and his stats compared to his uh, two years ago versus last year, it wasn't a big difference. And I know that doesn't tell the whole story, and what you might see on the field is completely different. Uh, but with that said, well, that was did. really the knock, though. So there was, everybody expected that big leap year for him this year. Like, hey, step up and be the fucking. I mean, he should have been the best quarterback other than Bryce Young in the SEC, and he just wasn't. He wasn't well, even the best quarterback in his own uh, eastern side of the division. So, Well, who was? Well, um, the kid for Tennessee was better than him. Okay. Obviously. Um, and, and obviously, systems play into that. To that big time. Oh, huge. And the kid from Tennessee is a huge system quarterback for sure. Um, and Tennessee might have two first round receivers get drafted or certainly a first or, you know, or two twos or, you know, oh, something yeah. along the kid those from lines. Tennessee had the advantage of, it had every advantage. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying 
Everybody expected them to take him to take a step. Not necessarily Kentucky themselves. They were never going to have a great year uh, this year. And they competed in most games, but this man, even against the lesser competition, he just never had like you know. You see those guys at least like the who was the shithead the Jets took the pumpkin pie kid Wilson. Yeah, like Wilson yeah. had his big games against the lesser com- like he mm-hmm. never had that big signature game I agree. or anything like that. That's I agree. It was just very mundane, yeah. very just not no wow. Yeah, there's there's I, I I just like I can't really pinpoint why he's getting poo pooed so much. I also can't really like point to something that pounds the table and be like y'all are all wrong. So like, is, is he's a weird, but I think this is a perfect spot for him. I, th- I think the Raiders uh, uh, that I mean you know he's a guy that you're gonna want to probably sit for at least half the season and kind of see what you got and and go from there. But yeah, I like that spot for him. All right, you're up with Hotlanta. All right, Atlanta team needs kind of all over the place. Um, Everybody. Got, I mean, <laughs> you know, you could go a lot of different places here. Um, with the – what point what sticks out to me with them is the defensive side. So there's, there's several defensive players here available. Um, you know what? I'm going to do – I'm going to do Christian Gonzalez. I'm going to take the cornerback from uh, Oregon and pair him up with A.J. Terrell and uh, start building that defensive side of the ball up uh, with a couple of foundational pieces on the outside. Yeah. Yep, that's kind of where I was looking next. So, uh, and, he, and, and Christian Gonzalez, he's 6'1 and a half, 197 pounds, really smooth and athletic. When you watch his tape, you're, you're – when you watch his tape, he looks like he should be he should step in and be Pro Bowl instantly type player. Um, the knock on him is that he does give up too many plays and he's not consistent. Um, so you know, pro, he just he just looks like he should be All Pro, but doesn't always play like he is. So that's kind of the knock on him and why he's not going to you know possibly go higher than what he uh, probably will. Yeah, I'm overall with these cornerbacks. This is I'm not. I mean, they're good, but there's no obviously there's no sauce. There's no you know some that we've had some real. We've been spoiled lately with the kid from Denver that got drafted. I mean, there's been some really fucking great yeah. cornerbacks the last few years. So we got kind of got spoiled. I don't think this is gonna be one of those classes at all. Well, it's not gonna be that. Well, it's really deep though. I mean, we might see five, six cornerbacks go in this first round. Like, but they're all kind of the same. That's probably what you're trying to say. Like, yeah. They're not like the you know instant can't miss cornerback prospect, but they are. I mean, the next very notch down. There's a plethora of them. So I'm kind of torn here with the Bears. I know they're going to go defense in this spot. Um, just looking at player, what would you think? There, what's in your opinion biggest need? Uh, oh, secondary man. or defensive line? De- they as it sits right now, they have the worst defensive line in football. I mean, like, if that doesn't change, then – which it's not going to change from the draft, you know, but, like, they, they didn't really bring in a whole lot. I'm kind of – I'm trying to click onto their um, their uh, depth chart here. But, yeah, I know their defensive line is terrible. I know that they're secondary. They put a lot of resources, resources into that uh, in the recent drafts. I've talked about that in the past, so they're building one of the better secondaries going forward. Um but, you know, the offensive line needs work, and the defensive line is one of the worst I've ever seen going into a season. All right, Coach, you talked me into it. Let's <laughs> go uh, – how about Lucas Van Ness, the edge boy from Iowa? 
And number nine for the Bears. The Bears. Okay, Lucas Van Ness. He's kind of that uh, tweener type type defensive end. 6'5", 270, 280. He can play a little five tech. Maybe you can kick him in and play play three in a pinch. Play. I mean, there's a lot of guys like this that are again in that in that Trayvon Walker mode of really big athletic DNs who can possibly. And in my opinion, with Walker last year, like I said. I think his best spot would be inside uh, playing either the three-tech or playing that, um, you know, Richard Seymour-type defensive end in a 3-4 set. A lot of guys like that in this draft, and this is another one uh, just like that. So let me find And he's a hometown kid, by the way. He's from Chicago, so. That always helps. That that doesn't hurt. So that puts me on the clock with Philadelphia. Uh, and And... <laughs> We can boo all we want, but they're one of the better ran teams in the NFL. And I get to pick for them twice in this first round, so I need to be a little strategic here on how I do this. While you're looking at it, they did make major news uh, today. Signed, made Jalen Hurts the richest contract, at least, ever in the history of the NFL. If he gets to see every dime of that, he will make more money in one contract than any quarterback or any player, period, ever has. So... They obviously have a pattern. You mentioned they're very well-run organization, one of the best ones in all of football, and they have established a pattern that they're going to pay their quarterback a year early and try to front-load it and kind of get ahead of the market a little bit so by the time the major part of that salary cap hits on their against their cap, they're pretty much a little at least towards back in line with the rest of the league. So... It's yeah. one strategy to go with, and they, they are going with it. They're sticking with it. Uh, you know, didn't work out with wins, but they did get to ship him out. Didn't really cost them that much. They ended up back in a Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. you know, they know what they're doing. So, so as I look at their roster and try to find, like, holes to fill, I just don't really see a whole lot. Um, if you go to the offensive side of the ball, they're bringing back basically everybody. Is, is Jason Kelsey coming back? I thought he was done after last year. Is he coming I, back I now? I think he's still leaning towards – uh, quitting. Oh, is he? I okay. Well, so. if he, well, I, I've heard mixed reviews on that. If he does play, then they drafted Cam Jurgens last year in the second round, a center from Cal, I believe, who can step right in and fill that center spot. But that would create a gap at guard. Um, guard. If Kelsey, if Kelsey does play, they got Cam Jurgens uh, Jurgens slotted to play guard, and they have zero, literally no holes because all the rest of the offensive line is is a. Um, Pro Bowl or All Pro level. Uh, now they did lose a running back, so you could say there's a hole at running back. A um, little rich for me, you know. I've I've seen Bijan mocked here. I don't know that I. I know it's them, not me, but I don't see them doing that. That this is a team that usually goes either offensive line or defensive line with these top picks. Uh, but when you go to the defensive line, not a lot of holes again. Like like you know that they, they brought basically everybody back. F- uh, Fletcher Cox is, Cox is back. Brandon Graham is back. Uh, you know, they drafted Jordan Davis. They got Bar- uh, Derek Barnett still back, Josh Sweat. Uh, I mean, they're just, they're just the, the holes are really in the linebacker spot, which they will not use a first runner on a linebacker, and they could use a player or two in the secondary. So as I look at the board, I think, I think, you know what? He, he's my cornerback number one. I think a good, smart team just doesn't pass up players like this so i'm gonna go devin witherspoon cornerback out of illinois and kind of solidify that secondary for philly uh and fill you know one of their holes yeah the little guy 
little but feisty and tough and and just i love him when you watch if you watch his tape he doesn't play little and he's he's he makes plays all over the field so he's my cb number one in this draft all right well i got the tennessee titans at 11 they sure could use a quarterback uh but i think we've used them all up right we've drafted the four that we're supposed to go well, I mean, they're saying Hooker's probably going to go in the first now, too. So, but Oh, there's no fucking chance. No chance. Okay. I'll take some odds on that. I say that every year, and then they go and <laughs> I'll get take drafted. some odds. You give me some odds on that, and I'll take it. <laughs> I say it every year, and every year I'm like, uh-huh. God damn, how stupid are you people? <laughs> yep. Every time. I don't think that they'll do that. Um, I mean, I just – there's too many guys that, that do the – the draft thing that I do respect and, you know, and I watch a lot of hooker um, when he played in college, you know, there's a lot to like about him, but man, just the simple fact when they've broken down his tape and the fact that, I mean, I think he made five secondary reads all season. Yeah. That's a problem. It's just not, you know, and, but I mean, he could be coached out of it if he can be coached out of it, but he's also coming off a major injury and, what that helps him though. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. Kind of, he's he's going to get to a blessing, sit, but you know. they need a guy that can play right now. Since all the quarterbacks are gone, like I think in reality, Levis is probably still around this spot. They probably grab him. I think that's perfect if that if it falls that way. Mm-hmm. But since it didn't, and uh, they are the Tennessee Titans, and you know what, King Henry's got a lot of miles in them tires, baby. So give me B. John Robinson right oh here to the Tennessee Titans. And that train just keeps a rolling all night long. That is a terrible pick. Terrible pick. What are they going to do with B. John and Henry on the same team? Henry's getting traded. They've already been shopping him. Well, I mean that would that would certainly uh, expedite <laughs> expedite that process by taking B. John. All right, I got him in Bijan. I don't think we really even need to talk about Bijan. Everybody knows he's the best. He is RB one by a million miles. Like he's a million player, miles. He's player number one in this in this draft. I mean, pretty much hard to argue that. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, there's the first somewhat curveball. But if they trade Henry, that makes that makes some sense. Um, kinda. I don't know. I, to me, like if you draft a running back and you're in somewhat of a rebuild. I'll, I guess that'd be debatable if they're in a rebuild, though. If they, if they, you know, but yeah, I just. I don't and they're know. already looking to move on from Henry, and you can just slot another fucking Pro Bowler right there, and you've seen that offense work with a Pro Bowl badass running back. It works just fine. So. Yeah, he'll, he'll be awesome wherever he goes. So okay, Houston is back on the clock. Uh, kicker. Who did kicker. I? I kicker. Gave, I gave them C.J. Stroud with the uh, second overall pick. So we are going to, oh God, let me, let's see. What holes does fucking Houston have? <laughs> do, do we even need to look this up? But I guess it'd be quicker to found, to just pinpoint like where are they kind of solid out, solid at. And um, yeah, well, they're solid at running back. So be, you know, good thing you took Bijan, I guess. So um, yeah, they need help everywhere. They everywhere. Yeah, we'll just we'll go BPA here and BPA. Um, you know what? Let's give him Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy. He's been kind of all over the place. Some people have him going high. Some people have him going late. Um, uh, I, I, I don't really see any reason to not like him. Um, to, to be honest with you. So Miles Murphy, defensive end out of Clemson. Click him in here. 
All right, oh. defense has been there, so I am on the clock with the New York J-E-T-S. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, they had a little bit of surprise comeuppance this this year, no doubt, even though their first-round quarterback is obviously not working out, which is not a surprise to any of us that, you know, watched him, watched them stupidly pick him. But they got A-Rod coming in, though. They got A-Rod coming for sure. And uh, you know what? Oh, this puts me in a tough spot now that you just said that. I was thinking somebody else, but... Whew, I don't see how you don't fucking give the old man some help. And this is... I don't know. I Now, you know what? I'm going to go with my favorite guy here. I'll go with Broderick Jones, tackle from Georgia. Broderick Jones for the Jets. That's that's a good fit. That's uh that's uh that's that's one of their needs, and I don't see any reason why they would look anywhere else. Uh six five and a half, three hundred and ten pounds. Um I, I don't love a lot I, I don't there's there's one guy I love on the offensive line, and the other ones I'm like, you can you can poke holes in all of them. You know, yeah, it's just kind of, I would your, agree with kind that. of your flavor or, or whatever, but uh, yeah, that, I could easily see the Jets doing that, so I like that pick a lot. So that puts me on the clock with New England Patriots. And, you know, we're assuming Mac Jones is going to be on that team, I guess, at this point. Um, well, they ain't got no, they've had no offers for the uh, shopping spree that they tried to take him on. So, yeah, I would assume so. And looking at their roster, um, uh, we, I mean, they're just not going to take a first-round receiver, although they probably should. Uh, they probably the, shouldn't because they suck dick at drafting well, receivers. Yeah, you can look at it both ways. They probably shouldn't because they suck at it, but they probably should because of their depth chart right now. <laughs> they're sitting with Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Juju Schuster, which isn't horrible based on what they've had in the past, but, yeah, that's just still not that great. Um, I see some... I see need at pass rusher, getting a pass rush, and I see need in the secondary uh, stopping the pass. Two things you do not want to be not very good at. So let's go back to our board here. And, um, oh, you know what? This has been kind of a guy they've been reportedly hot and heavy for. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's give them Joey Porter Jr., cornerback out of Penn State, and kind of secure one of those cornerback slots. Uh, for them, and he is da, 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 where is Joey? Joey Porter is six two and a half, hundred ninety three pounds, and kind of that perfect prototypical man to man press corner that would fit right in with New England. Yep, I like him a lot, and I love that fit. I think you put him in that system, and that's a win all day long. Um, yep. Shame on the NFL for letting that happen. If they do, yeah. there he goes. All right, now on to the Green Bay Packers, there, yeah, kids. So Rodgers, we're assuming, is gone. We're assuming it's uh, Love is the quarterback. Let's pull up their little depth chart here, see if there's any, I mean. I don't think they take a swing. You know, it'd be the biggest fuck you in the world to Aaron Rodgers if they drafted a receiver right here. <laughs> I mean, you, that's a little petty to do that, but, you know. I, I, but they don't, I mean, with Dobbs and Christian Watson, they, they kind of, Hit two really good hits right there on the, uh, with the receivers, um, but they're they're thin. Yeah, with AA run at quarterback, that it, it looked good, but true. We'll see what true. it looks and, like and, somebody else. And they're thin outside of that at receiver. They're thin at tight end. 
they're okay on the offensive line, assuming health. Um, and then um, their, their defense has always been, you know, kind of patchwork, but they, they seem to get it done. So not a whole lot. That, not an ugly roster, to be honest with you. It's not ugly. Yeah, usually you have a decent team and you win double-digit games every fucking year. Um, yeah. But I think we've passed this guy up, or at least I think we have, unless I'm about to pull a fantasy football faux pas and draft somebody that's already been drafted. But at this point, man, I'm I'm just going to go BPA what's left on my board and give them Nolan Smith from Georgia. Oh, okay. Okay. That's that's definitely a Green Bay-type pick for sure. Let me find him. Yeah, way down here. Um, Obviously, Nolan Smith tested off the charts. Uh, I think he came in. Do you have his measurements? Let me look at him. Let's see. He is uh, six foot two and two, uh, whatever sixteenth that is, and then six two and a half basically, and then two thirty eight is what he weighed in at at the combine, and then ran like what a four three or four four like this is something ridiculous. Just yeah, t- just he tested off the chart. He tested off the chart four three nine at the combine. Did not run at his pro day. Two five one on the twenty, one four seven on the ten. Vertical jump forty one and a half. Broad jump ten foot eight inches. Mm. So Th- those are insane. Like that's that's a, that's definitely a Green Bay pick, and it, it fit right in with what they got going on that uh, on that defensive side of the ball. So I like that a lot. I like that a lot, which puts me on the clock with those Washington Redskins, not Commanders. They are the Redskins, and. Um, why don't you uh um, showtime Washington Redskins now since Magic Johnson's about to bomb. Oh, is that what's is that one of the groups that's gonna get them as I'm pulling up their roster? That is the group that bid the six billion dollars for that team that little Danny Snyder paid eight hundred million for back in nineteen ninety seven, I believe. So who's laughing now? With, <laughs> I mean, my God. So if they go for $6 billion, what would the Cowboys go for if they were actually for sale? Ten. Good Lord. I think that's your starting price. $10 billion and then, and then you know, who, who, who really wants them is going to offer 11 or 12 Jesus. Well, obviously they're not for sale. They are never for sale. <laughs> um, all right, looking at the Redskins roster, obviously you look at the defensive side of the ball and you see nothing but number one, number one, number one, like just down the board all the way through the defense until you get to the secondary. It's nothing but first-round picks. So that stands out uh, immediately on the defensive side of the ball. So on the offensive side of the ball, I see a need at um, running back, tight end. Um, they're actually good at receiver, and you could always use help at offensive line, uh, especially since they're slated to start uh, Andrew Wiley at right tackle right now. That is, that yeah, that, is not good. That's a struggle spot for them. The interior is still not very good either. So secondary and offensive line is what really stands out to me. So I am going to go ahead and give them – ah, fuck it. He's – you know what? He's my – He's my offensive line number one. Uh, I'm gonna get him Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle, but probably should play. Again. I probably should. He probably should play guard, but I'm gonna put him at tackle right now. And see if he can see if he can cut it out there. So Peter Skaronsky, Skaronsky, he's gonna go up there to Washington and be a, and be a new hog. Yeah, he is a big fucking hog, Molly. That big fucker from Northwestern, man. That he really did stand out um, playing there, at Northwestern, which. 
If you're pretty good at Northwest, it's not hard to stand out. I mean, Jesus Christ, how many Northwestern players get drafted in the first round? Um, oh, by the way, a little trivia note. The Red Raider, who I, I don't remember where I drafted him at, but he was in the top 10, which I don't know if he'll go where I put him, but he'll go up there pretty high. When he goes top 20, he will be the first Red Raider to ever be drafted in the top 20 picks in the NFL draft. Defensive, oh, really? defensive side, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not a whole lot of defensive players coming out of te- uh, Texas Tech, but there's certainly a lot of offensive linemen that have come out of Northwestern. Uh, most recently, obviously, Rashawn Slater. So it's he, when you watch him, he's the most technically sound, perfect. He's, I mean, he's, he's he would be perfect to play. He would be an All Pro guard. If he plays guard, he'll be an All Pro. If he plays tackle, I mean, he, he might he, he can make some Pro Bowls, you know. But it, he's I just. I love everything about him, so uh, that'd be a great pick for for Washington, which puts Pittsburgh on the clock for you, buddy. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Man, Um, well, they have a pretty good habit of drafting receivers and doing really well with it. I don't know who they've got left at this point. I think Johnson. At receiver, they've got uh, Deontay Johnson. They drafted George Pickens last year, and they also drafted a fourth-round receiver out of Memphis, Calvin Austin. So, I mean, they're, yeah, they're they right. generally don't draft them high. So, I don't feel like a, I don't feel like they would go receiver in this spot, even though we're getting close to wide receiver one territory, in my opinion, in this draft. Yeah. I just can't see the black and gold doing that. Um, black and gold needs some defensive help, in my opinion. Yeah, but I'm looking. The cupboard's getting a little bare at that point. Um, or offensive line. They're, 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 always, they're still needing help over there on the O-line for sure. Yeah, you know what? I think that's where I'm going to go. Let's go Paris Johnson. Oh, yeah. Tackle for Ohio State in this Paris spot. Johnson coming in at 6'6 six, six and a half, 313. Um, just a, He's a big boy. Just a, just a solid... Ohio State offensive lineman. They they usually do pretty well in the uh, in the NFL. So I like that pick, and that puts Detroit back on the clock for me. Kicker, and I get, kicker, kicker. And you fucked up and gave me the best defensive player in the draft that I got <laughs> to draft for them uh, earlier. And hmm, kind of wasn't expecting the board to fall like this, but. Hmm. You know, uh, if if it if they hadn't signed um, Gardner Johnson, who was on Philly last year and New Orleans the entire career, before, I would give them Brian Branch because he's that exact type player, safety slash you know uh, nickel corner that could drop down. Um, but the fact that they took him, you know what? Fuck it. You can never have. You can never have too much weapons. And like you said, this is in the area. So let's give them Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jesus. That's How many pair. receivers do they need? Well, you say that, but they lost uh, DJ Chark. So uh, they got Jamison Williams, a rookie who you know played a little bit last Where's year. Where's Chark going? Is he free agent? Uh, yeah, he signed with, uh, you know what, I don't have that off the top of my head. I'll have to look that up. But, yeah, he went somewhere. And um, so you've got the rookie who played a little bit last year, showed some, showed some flashes, uh, and he should be awesome. You know, he was a first-round pick last year. And then you've got uh, uh, Amon St. Brown. So 
Let's oh, get another anonymous guy. Anonymous St. Brown. Yeah, so let's give them now the, um, uh, I think, the best receiver in the draft. Kind of a, I don't know what you think about but he, he reminds me a lot of, you know, kind of like a Cooper Cup. It, that would be like, you know, that's high praise, but like that type of receiver. So let's get it. I mean, just fuck it. We're, that's just, I gave him a defensive player. Get that defensive line going. Now, let, now let's give him the, one of the better off uh, receiver cores in the league. Yeah, it it will be interesting to see where Jackson Smith and Jigba goes. I think you're right. He's the wide receiver one. He's had some durability issues, obviously, um, at Ohio State, but that and that's that's kind of knocked him down a bit just because of that. But man, as a tactician on the field, he's pretty goddamn good. So if they get him and he stays healthy, I, that's a very very solid pick for the Lions for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm on the clock with a no more Tampa Brady. It's just oh, back man. to shitty Tampa Bay. All kinds of holes all of a sudden. Oh, man. Kyle Trask is your starting quarterback. There's hole number one. Uh, no, it's it's Baker as of right now. Uh, well, there's some beat writers down there that are um, really uh, pumping up Trask that he can win that job. We'll see. Oh, no. But either way... Um, Obviously, a step back for him at quarterback. Uh, I think their best defensive player is talking about wanting to be traded away in white. Um, he's not happy all of a sudden. Yeah, they got holes, man. They got a lot of holes on the offensive line. They had some injuries there for sure. So they could definitely go that route. Um, no more Gronk, obviously. You know what? That's where I'll go because if it's Baker or if it's the kiddo, you got to give him somebody to try to go catch the ball. And, uh, and I hate giving them this player, though. I really like this kid. Fuck. Uh, shit. Oh, I'll do it. Fucking my boy Kincaid for Utah. It was my TE1 in this mm. draft. Um, just my personal flavor. I think... Watching this kid play at Utah, which I watched him a lot, he has that innate ability. It's that uh, very Zach Ertz uh, to uh, Kelsey-like maneuverability to where, like, he's not the best athlete. but for, I mean, the kid caught eight touchdowns every goddamn season at Utah. You don't get that from anybody. In college football. Nobody has that kind of productivity year in and year out. The kid is just a red zone monster. I don't know how he kept getting open. He's the only thing they had. But I don't know how Travis Kelsey ever catches a goddamn touchdown. And he catches 10 a year because they just, those dudes just have that kind of, just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, it is some sort of read or feel. They just know how to find space and zones, turn their shoulders at the right time, get big at the right time. He's absolutely the best route running, catching tight end in the draft. It, the blocking, eh, not no, he's not going to do that. Right. He's not going to block. But I think just giving those young – well, Baker's not young anymore, but if it is end up in trash or if it's Baker, man, what a great fucking safety blanket <clears> he'll <throat> be starting day one. And I think they want to start a rebuild. They want to get some excitement back. you got to go offense to do that. There's no standout defensive players left at 19, or at least that nobody would – you know, go crazy about. So I'll go there, even though I do not want. I do not want this pick to come true. Yeah, he's a 
the only the only knock on him is I never I I mean in the tape that I saw I just have never ever seen him break a tackle like I it is it, and yeah he's he's amazing at getting open he's amazing as a red zone target yeah, he's and, very Jason Witten like he just it, he's very workmanlike well, and except except way down I mean no his his tape's way down the field he's 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 catching deep seams yeah and, yeah and like, he can like yeah he can run. But but he doesn't like the I don't know man because like these these tight ends these special tight ends it seems like when you envision Kelsey yeah he finds the zone but he also is like really good after the catch like the yak and breaking tackles and I he also I just, gets put in really good positions by the know. best play caller in the NFL and the best quarterback in the NFL so that that's just my only knock on him is I didn't see him ever break a tackle as soon as the he did awesome jobs of getting open. And obviously, when he caught a, if he catches a thirty-yard touchdown, you can't even tackle him because he's already scored. But in the field, it's like he was. I mean, you just touch him and he's down. So I don't know. Probably doesn't. Probably won't matter. He's he's obviously a, a really good tight end prospect. But that would be my only critique on him. So that puts me with Seattle at twenty, and you gave Seattle. Um, you who did you? Tyree Wilson, the defensive end out of Texas Tech. So, obviously, with a team that has the holes that they have, which it's not a, again not an ugly roster. Um, they could use some offensive linemen. They could use. Um, let's see if you gave them, if you gave them Tyree or Wilson, then they probably could use another. Oh, remember Jamal Adams? He's still on the roster. The <laughs> strong safety. Yeah. That, that guy's still there. Their backup so. middle linebacker? All right. Yeah. So he's listed listed as safety still. Um, uh, and they brought Bobby, Bobby Wagner back. So on a one year deal. They have two backup middle linebackers. I'll be yeah. damned. Look at that. Oh, man. So, the, yeah, it's not. You know what? I would be inclined, actually. Um, you know what? Let me go back to the best players. So I'm inclined to give them. Can't give him Brian Branch. That's, that's redundant back there in the backfield. The offensive lines get a little thin for this spot. Um, hmm. Wow, this is actually more difficult than I thought at this at this position. Um, huh. You know what? You said that you said they won't draft offense. Um, I think they will. Let me do one quick check at depth chart. Well, I, in that top ten. Yeah, depth sharp's okay to take a guy like this. So yeah, let me give them Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, that that little like if it falls this way, I I would be willing to lay a hefty C note down that that actually will happen. <laughs> so yeah, Mayer's your classic. Now he he's your classic Jason Witten, uh, good blocker, not going to extend the field. He's not going to be catching any forty yard touchdowns like Kincaid. Uh, but not a lot to pick at in his game. Just a solid, solid tight end. Um, and they've got Noah Fant on the roster at tight end, but Noah Fant has been what you would consider mostly a bust. Uh, but if, he, if he's anything, he's a stretch the field uh, vertically more tight end. So even if they if they do go two tight ends, it's a good tight end matchup between him and Michael Mayer. So that's what they get. All right, I'm on the clock with those Los Angeles Superchargers. Oh, yeah, don't fuck this up. Oh, yeah, you don't want your boy going down in flames. Well, 
Let's see. Uh, let's see what they got going here. What is what does their interior defensive line look like? Uh, without even being able to pull it up yet, I can tell you it needs it needs work. <laughs> I mean, mm. I know that uh, I'm pulling it up right now. I I don't remember there being any news of them signing anybody with on the interior of the defensive line. Um. I'm still waiting for it to load. It's okay. Defensive line. No, nope, it's still the same shit they had from last year. They brought in Joseph Day last year. They brought in Austin Johnson last year. So it's still the same two defensive tackles slated to start on the inside, which are both uh, not great. So they need a big fat fatty. You can use one. Oh, man. Well, in that case, let, Do it. let's go Brian Brees, defensive yes. tackle for Clemson. Absolutely. I love that, I, Brian Breeze. I I think he's, I think he's got a chance to be really good in this league. He's right to me. He's right behind. It's not a whole lot of separation between him when you watch the tape. Not a whole lot of sep- separation between what they can do on the field between him and uh, Jalen Carter, who uh, went to Detroit in this draft at number six. So I love that for the Chargers. That would that's a that would, I mean, if they get him in there and he lives lives up to that hype with with uh, Khalil Mack and uh, Joey Bosa, that's that's I, I love that. Good job, good job on not fucking up the Chargers, which puts me <laughs> on the clock with uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So, um, you know what? Hooker. This no, mm. definitely not kicker. Um, no, I said hooker. Oh, oh no. Well. Mm. You know what? They could. <laughs> they could uh, if, they're, if they're playing that uh, insurance game on Lamar. But I will say, even if, even though they brought in OBJ, they got Bateman, who's coming off injury and hasn't quite popped yet, even though he's got the potential. Uh, let's go ahead and solidify that wide receiver room and give them Quentin Johnson, wide receiver from TCU, and just, just make it really uh, – you know, no no more question marks at receiver with him, Bateman, and OBJ, and Mark Andrews. Whoever's playing quarterback, go get it. All right. Uh, that one's a bit of a wild card for me on my board. I mean, he's a first-round type receiver. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe he could slip to the second, but you know, he, we'll it's see. it's going to come down to everybody's favorite flavor of ice cream and these wide. And I don't see a lot of separation in these guys anyway, so not anymore, no. Um, but I, I like that kid. I like him a lot. All right, next on the clock, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, now this, I I know that you won't do it, and and I don't even know know that they would, but this is a very popular Hendon Hooker slot oh man i don't know if they're gonna do that at this point honestly um then the, their coach that was his first year last year right um i want to say i want to say yes yeah but, uh, first year coach they've got i mean you're looking at the divisions wide open obviously with rogers being gone you know, it should be should be them in Detroit really kicking and screaming for it. Uh, Chicago's not in the ballpark yet, and you know, unless love just shocks the shit out of all of us and yeah. can go do something. But to me, I think your second year coach, you're staring at you know a fantastic chance of winning that division uh, again. I guess repeating since they did win it this year. Um, I just don't know that you break that kind of 
I mean, I, I definitely would draft him, you know, later if he's still there, which I think he's still going to be there. I really do. I think that hype's a little bit overblown. But, again, um, we always say that, and then every year people shock us. Uh, and I I just think that their secondary is still pretty poor. Yeah, they need secondary help. They need – I mean, the, the wide receiver room is behind Jefferson – it's nothing. KJ Osborne. Yeah, it ain't Jaylen, great. Jalen Naylor. Like it's 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 Barrett receiver. They need pass rushing help. They could use some secondary help. They, so I could I team. could see Mayor or um Kincaid, I know, but I could see um, either one of those guys actually going here if they don't go as high no, they, as what we projected on. They tra- they they traded for Hawkinson, so they're not Oh, that's not, right. That's right. That's yeah, right. Okay, they, my there's bad. There's no way they do that. So yeah, it's uh, for for a team that won a division though. They they've got a lot of holes. Well, they let's be honest, boys and girls. They had an unbelievable run, and they will not do that again this <laughs> no. year. They're going to have the regression monster on their ass the entire season long. So they're going to need some help. They're going to need to actually play a lot better football to repeat uh, this year. Uh you know what though? Fuck it. I let's go. Let's go receiver. I'll give them Zay Flowers from Boston College. Okay, the little guy, that little feisty little guy. Yeah, they need somebody like that that's gonna. I mean, Jefferson's take the top off. He's he's your everything guy. They need they need somebody to kind of take the spot of um, what's his name, the white guy that they lost. Uh, Thielen. Thielen. Yeah. Yeah. They need, they, yeah. They need somebody that's gonna come in there, move the chains, run good routes, and you know, be that slot more of a slot guy that can. Be Kirk Cousins go to and when Kirk Cousins has a good slot receiver, I've saw, I yeah. saw it in Washington. Man, that guy can. That's usually who he falls in love with on third down. So that I think he would fit Kirk very well in what he does. He's not going to be anything explosive or extra special, but I think he'd be a very solid player, especially in that system. All right, so Jacksonville Jaguars at twenty-five. Man, you don't uh, fuck that, this one up. Twenty-four. Team that made that. Well, then fine. Let me pull up their twenty-four. By the way. Sorry, yeah, it's it's because because there was a forfeited I know, I know. pick in here. It's fucking it all up. I'm gonna give um, you at the end. I'm gonna go ahead and give you the first pick of the second round. So it's we get thirty-two oh, okay. picks. Sweet. All right, let me pull up <clears throat> Jacksonville. Uh, team that made the playoffs, but you talk about. Another candidate for regression. Uh, <clears throat> so um, now, now with that said, uh, they do have Calvin Ridley coming in to play receiver, coming off of his year suspension to go along with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Kind of like what they're doing over there with the weapons, obviously with Evan Ingram at tight end and Etn at, at running back. So there's not a lot to yeah, the pitch. The about. offense really hit its stride about midseason. It really started to come together. So yeah. Now they did. They did lose a right tackle who went to Kansas City, but they drafted one uh, Walker Little out of Stanford a couple of years ago, who should fit right in. Uh, don't love the middle, but they seem they're all the same three stars they had last year. So again, not a lot to complain with. So let's go defense and let's see what we got over here. Um, fuck, man. Maybe they won't have a. Whole, this is it's all like a lot of the same guys. A lot uh, actually, it's the entire. Off memory, this is the exact same starting entire team for the most part, besides that right tackle that moved. Um, so maybe they're not a regression candidate as much as I would 
No, they, I mean, they, the they performed pretty much right to their Pythagorean theorem, so they didn't over or underperform. They pretty much landed right where they should have. Yeah, so I'm going to just go ahead and, uh, because they they seem to be doing a good job with filling holes and, 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 um, and you know, building a, a decent-looking roster, I'm just going to go BPA, and I'm going to give them my BPA uh, left, and that's Brian Branch, the nickel-slash-safety uh, defensive back out of Alabama to fit right in with, you know. Alabama! A pretty good looking roster, so uh, you know, good job, Jacksonville. You're not, you're not terrible anymore. You've moved. Well, all it took was being the worst team in football for two straight goddamn seasons. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of high picks in every round. Jesus, yeah. If you can't fucking turn that ship around with that, then uh, Godspeed. All right, we're on to the New York Football Giants at number twenty-five. Oh lordy. Lordy, lordy. Now, this is a regression monster candidate as well. Yeah, I'm pulling them up. Um, they st- Don't they still need a tackle, offensive tackle? They don't need tackles uh, off memory. I know they got Andrew Thomas, who's one of the better ones in the league. I'm trying to think off. Uh, let's see. They have, oh, no, they drafted, and they drafted Evan Neal. Uh, so oh, so they're, right. they're, set, they're set at tackle. They need some help on the inside. They need help at receiver. They need help. Um, they're pretty good on the defensive line, actually. Put a lot of resources into that. Um, so second, I'd say secondary and offensive line and linebacker. Which uh, you don't know, newsflash. This is not a. This is not a good linebacker draft. I heard one guy say it was the worst linebacker draft he's ever fucking graded. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty pretty bad on that on that stack inside linebacker, middle linebacker roles. Oh man, we're getting into the. Really, second to third tier interior defensive lineman stack up here. Oh shit! Where would they go? Where would they go? Man, I don't, I don't know if the Giants would go receiver here or not. They might. I mean, is that Jordan Addison. I mean, that'd probably be the top receiver. You know. Josh Downs, Jordan Addison is kind of like your BPA's left. Yeah, Jordan Addison's my BPA and the wide receiver group. I just don't know if they would go there or if they would go one of these second-tier interior defensive linemen. I don't know. What do, what do they have at interior defensive linemen? Uh, I wouldn't – I mean, I wouldn't think they would. At interior defensive line, they've got uh, Leonard Williams, who's one of the better ones, and Dexter Lawrence, who they spent a first-round pick in 2019. Uh, it's thin after that, but those are two solid stars. They're going to eat up all the all the snaps on that. Yeah, uh, let's see. Their wide receiver core right now is Wayne Dell Robinson, Paris Campbell, and Isaiah Hodge. Hodgins. Is I that mean, it, good? It, it is the glaring <laughs> hole on this team is the wide receiver core. So. All right, let me see. I don't know if I want to go with my BPA, though. I might want to go. Let me scroll down my list here, see if i got any pet cats that I would just want to throw some wild card in right here that I think that – oh, yeah, you know what? I will. Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got, love this kid. Uh, did, he's got some first round buzz. He's definitely had, I believe, some injury issues. Uh, thing that's really kind of knocking him down. But he's six foot, a little over it, 176, runs a 4-4. I mean, he's got everything that you want. Pretty big uh, wingspan, almost 78 inches. So 
He caught a lot of footballs at Tennessee. You know, he's used to going in a more prolific offense. Um, he's probably going to need to work on his route tree a little bit, but what receiver doesn't coming in the NFL? I'll take him. Well, especially Tennessee receivers and quarterbacks. There's a lot to work on since they don't do anything normal to the NFL uh, you know, standards. So, uh, yeah, great talent. But, yeah, he's, he's going to be learning on the fly some new shit that he's never really done uh, at Tennessee for sure. But that puts those Cowboys on the clock who have secretly had one of the better offensive or offseason, you know, performances, filling a lot of holes and, you know, needs with, with bringing in Stephon Gilmore on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they, they're the unquestioned winner so far in the offseason. Brandon Cooks to play wide receiver, so kind of solidified that C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup back to that third role, receiver role. Um, you know, uh, there's I see a hole at tight end, possibly. I see... Some need at tackle. Um, There's definitely a yeah. hole at tight end, but you're, you're the only two that I think are first round tight ends are gone. Now I know the right. buzz around the Georgia kid, but whew, woof. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that would do that here anyway. So then let's go to the defensive side of the ball. You know, yeah, like like when you look at it, the glaring hole on the defensive side of the ball is in the middle of the defense so let me go back to here and when I'm looking in the middle of the defense you know Derek Hall he's more of that like like I talked about there's a bunch of five tech type defensive tackle slash edges in this draft so I don't think they would go to that route um, Ooh, you know what it's not really the type of player that they normally would draft but Look, this is pick number 27 in, or, you know, whatever in the first round. We're getting late, so this is kind of like grab some uh, prospects, you know, BPA type stuff. So let me give them Kalijah Kansi, the Aaron Donald type proto, uh, you know, short, um, lower on the weight, penetrating three tech type defensive tackle. And, you know, just maybe maybe fill a hole and get some little bit of pass rush in that middle for them. Is that the kid from Pitt? That is the kid from Pitt. Right. Son of a bitch. Mm. All right. Uh, Measuring in at 6'1", 281. So yeah, he's, he's, he's a ball ball for sure. But he is quick off the ball. And like I said, not a lot of holes. You know, these teams coming up now in the, in the late, you know, there's, there's, they don't have a whole lot of holes. So, you know, it's kind of like take players that you think they can come in and actually start for you. And, you know, if they were to get him at this spot, I think he would come in and start. I think he would too, uh, but the same hundred dollars I would have bet that you're exactly right on the one pick that fell that way. I would bet five hundred that you're wrong on that because they don't draft defensive tackles in the first round ever. What do they draft? Uh, guards <laughs> and middle linebackers. Guards. They draft like nineteen middle linebackers in the first round, wide receivers and guards. Yeah, that's true. I could have gave them Torrance from uh, Florida, the guard. So yeah, it's. You know, I mean, I love the pick. I, you know, I, I think that this kid, I mean, he could slip that far. I could see him go going sooner than that. I like the player a lot. I just that's yeah, that's not what they do. Uh, Stephen Jones. A lot Jones. of people have have him going way earlier than this. He he slid in our draft, but um, we'll see. 
Stephen Jones has made it very apparent that, uh, well, you know, uh, obviously we like to, but what uh, we have felt is good is uh, defensive tackles, you know, later in the uh, in the yeah. draft. At, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so Buffalo, you know. Yeah, we're into obviously. that part. You made a good point. Once you get to this part of the draft, here's the deal, boys and girls. It's very hard to come in on – Double-digit win teams that compete for the playoffs and their division and Super Bowls every year and as a first-round player and even see the field, much less make an impact. So this is, you know, at this point you're looking for people that are going to be filling holes, you know, in two years, three years, that type of deal. I think that, man, Buffalo, I'm probably reaching here, but they have got to, they have got to find some answer to the pass rush problem for them. They've got to, I mean, when, um, what's his name was in there and healthy, they were like Miller. the number one defense, you know, they were killing it. And then as soon as he went out, no more pass rush. They could not get to anybody at all. And he should be back, I'm assuming, at some point. Yeah, but he's also like 85 years old at this point. So, yeah. you know, they, they have got to start finding some sort of pass rushers with this team and at this point they kind of got to take a swing and you know what i am going to take a swing here with bj ojalari from lsu all right ojalari and he'll right. he'll be in that three four they like to run be the outside the, the, he's not a big guy at all but they got to find somebody that can rush the passer so yeah, he's kind of he's kind of in that same body type and mold of um, of Von Miller. Uh, Von Miller, yeah, he's yeah. Six, what is he? Six. Uh, he's six two and a half and two forty eight. So yeah. Yep. All right. I don't hate that. Um, puts me on the clock with the Cincinnati Bengals and man. Um, let's see. Off off the top of your head before I get the roster. What's the what are we looking at for holes for them? It'd be, it's almost always offensive line, but I, I know they brought in um, the guy from Kansas City to play tackle, um, the giant Orlando Brown. Um, yeah, their but, offensive line, I mean, you know, their defense was better, but it still, it wasn't like a, it definitely wasn't a contributing factor too much to them winning football games. Um they basically have all the same, just looking at it, they have basically the same exact defense coming back, minus the free safety um, who went to Atlanta. His name is escaping me, but um, they lost the, the really good free safety they had. That was pretty much and, their best player, too. Right, on, on defense. So, um, I know there's been, there's been talk about Joe Mixon kind of going somewhere. Uh, maybe, maybe to the penitentiary? Yeah, well, and then, and obviously tight end is a, is a position of need. He'll be playing too, in the like, California Penal League soon. Uh, <laughs> those charges were reopened against him, by the way. Let's see. Fuck, man. I don't like that. You know what? I don't like the way this fell. So I'm just going to go ahead and give them a you know future starter, maybe instant starter at tackle and give them Dewan Jones. Uh, offensive tackle from Ohio State, and you know, just kind of protect. Uh, no, you took the other Ohio State tackle, uh, Paris Johnson, I think. 
or not? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, right, Paris you're Johnson. Right. So let's protect our asset and Joe Burrow and make sure he stays upright and give him all the kind of he- all the help he needs up there on the front. Yeah, whoever they draft, it better be probably an offensive lineman because Jesus Christ, if that kid goes down, you're right back to being the fucking Bengals. Yeah, you're no good there. So I still right. I still don't New believe Orleans. that much in their coach, so we'll see. All right, on the clock with New Orleans, the Saints. Jesus Christ, why are they picking so far? But oh yeah, the trade. Yeah, they. Yeah, they did something. I don't. Oh, this. Uh, Derek Carr is that? I don't. Who the fuck knows? It says via Denver, so I'm guessing. I don't know. Denver. Hmm. Yeah, they got this pick from Denver. I don't know what. I guess. Well, they didn't trade a first round for Derek Carr. I don't know what they did. Yeah, who knows? But they do have Derek Carr on the roster, so got that yeah. And you know what? With Tommy Boy being gone, this should be, you know, a good spot for them to bounce back and go after that division. Um, I am seeing Michael Thomas listed as a starting wide receiver uh, for like the third year in a row, uh, but I have not seen him play. So as of now, he's still on the roster. Yeah, and their coach is now a defensive head coach. So I like Addison in the spot. I just don't know if they'll go that route. But you know what? I'm going to go that route. We'll go Jordan Addison, wide receiver for USC here for the Saints. Man, Jordan Addison and Chris Olave. And if they can have Michael Thomas as a chain mover over the middle, that is a nasty-looking receiving core. I like that a lot. Let's plug in Mr. Addison to the Saints. Mr. Addison. Mr. Addison. That puts me back on the clock with Philadelphia. Who did I give them? Let me go back and see who I gave them. Where are you at, stupid Philly? There you are. I gave them, oh yeah, Devin Witherspoon, my number one cornerback with the 10th pick. So... Oh, man. You know what? This is just what always happens for Philadelphia. They get to just BPA. Let's take Derek Hall, the edge from Auburn. Um, let me get his exact measurements here. He He's kind of that tweener type defensive end prospect. Derek Hall got him at 6'2.5", 254. Yeah, so... You know, he's he's the perfect type. You know, it's almost the same exact size as like a Derek Barnett. You know, Barnett's a little thicker now at 10 years into the league or whatever. But coming out, this is kind of the same prototypical type guy. So, and they've never met a defensive end or defensive lineman that they, they didn't like. So, yeah, coming away with Derek Hall and Devin Witherspoon out of this draft. That's a good uh, one-two punch that Philadelphia nailed. As they always do, goddamn Dirty Eagles. All right, uh, my last pick the first round, the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and the crowd goes wild. Mm. Do they? Yeah, they will. We'll be in Kansas City. Uh, I don't know who's going <laughs> to pre- who's going to present the pick, so That's true. They'll be everybody'll be drunk and yes, the crowd will be very loud for the last pick of the first round officially. And then we'll let Longhorn finish it up with the 32nd pick, which will be the first pick of the second round. Um, you know what? The Chiefs are in the same boat every year, like you said, kind of like the rest of these teams. They get to go BPA. Sometimes they get a little crazy with it. Sometimes, you know, Andy Reid gets to pick a gadget guy. Sometimes, you know, they can do pretty much whatever they want. Uh, 
I think with the... Uh, I think they still... Didn't they lose one of their edge rushers? Thomas is gone, right? Is Or is he still there? Um, I wasn't even pulling them up. I figured we would know their roster. Um, I mean, they're pretty good. I don't think they have lost any anybody on the defensive side of the ball to tell you the truth but I'm, it's pulling up right now I mean obviously I think you gotta go defense you're off it you got Patrick Mahomes he doesn't really need any more help A, B there's probably nobody can draft this position that would get on the field on your offense and you're playing in a division that has you know should have pretty decent quarterback play you obviously have the one stud in LA and then you've got um, we'll see how Mr. Let's Ride does in Denver, especially after his recent golf cart crash that he just was in yesterday. Mm. Yeah, that dumbass flipped the golf cart into a sand trap. That's not good. I feel like alcohol was involved in that one for sure. I don't know if it was or not, but I do know uh, first-hand accounting was his last words before he hit the sand trap and flipped over was, let's ride. (laughs) (laughs) So on the... No, they're the same. They're, they've got Jones and Naughty on the inside. They drafted Karloftis last year in the first round. Um, I mean, you can always use another pass rusher. They're solid in the middle at linebacker. Um, could use a little work in the secondary for sure. Um, a lot of people have them taking a tackle here. They got Jawan Taylor, who they uh, got in free agency from Jacksonville. The entire middle is the same, and uh, the, the weak spot uh, that people point out is at right tackle. So, you know, mm. you, can go, you can go a number of places here. That's true. Uh, well, let's go then. Go with a more of a depth pick, I guess. Um, let's go Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. Oh, it, there's almost no way he lasts this long. I don't know why he did uh, in, in this draft, but yeah, that, that would be a be a really 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 good pick for them. Uh, isn't he? Let's see, what's his? You got the measurements? I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, I think he he is the he's uh, he is six foot, just a tad over that. One ninety seven, Randy four okay. three five. At the pro day, huge wingspan, seventy-seven and one-eighth inch. So, okay, long, yeah. lanky, and uh, maybe he can get out there and get some special teams reps early and play his way onto the field. Possibly so, possibly so. So, if you are giving me another pick here with the yeah, uh, so you'll have the thirty-second pick be the first pick in the second round. That is the Steelers officially from Chicago. Oh, so we're going Steelers, and let's see who you gave them. You gave them Paris Johnson with with the 17th pick, uh, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. So that that solidifies that O line pretty good. So I'm kind of looking and thinking maybe defense now. So. Um, God, oh, fucking Najee. Well, Najee is—he—he he better have a breakout, or he's—he's he's trending towards um, 
not uh not great there <laughs> um yeah fuck it let's give them what you know one of the better slot corners in the draft and cam smith out of south carolina uh that's you know just, just a bpa pick for me so cam smith south carolina and that will wrap up that first round and one pick into the second all right, boys and girls, that was the official FGA's 2023 round one mock draft. You can take every pick to the bank and bet the exacta at all your local books. They will hit 32 <laughs> out of 32, know. as we always I do. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, but we will but We will be making some um, either live picks or reactionary uh, videos when, when we are uh, down there live for the draft in Kansas City, for sure. Oh, you goddamn right. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man Yes I am, yes I am, yes I am I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man I believe every lie that I ever told Paid for every heart that I ever stole Alright Longhorn, well that was it for our first round live mock draft I think we did pretty excellent overall No doubt we'll do better than the actual teams would do mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, why don't you tell them about our fabulous website uh, it's obviously off-season time for us. Hope everybody's tuning into the Revolution Network, enjoying all yeah. the off-season podcasts. Please, please tune in, subscribe, rate, review, leave us five-star reviews, leave us uh, tip money. You know, maybe some mm-hmm. cookies on the nightstand. When you leave your horse something. Leave us something. Anyway, Longhorn, yeah. tell them about that fabulous website. Yeah, Bosevus needs all the Bud Light money he can get, so <laughs> be sure and be sure and send him some money. Um, yeah, like it, it, we're in off season, but it's never too early or too late, I guess, to uh, sign up and uh, and and get on board. We give out free picks during the season. Uh, we give out we give out all kinds of great information. And again, if if you know if you subscribe to the Revolution Network, you get the entire list of things. So. Um, you know, we'd, we'd love to have you on board, whether it's football season and we're talking sports or it's uh, anything else and we're talking bullshit on the Revolution Network and the Bastards of Babylon, et cetera, et cetera. So jump on board and we can all have fun. And um, But more importantly, we'll be partners for life. And uh, Bocevas, that's obviously in a mostly non-sexual way. All right, boys and girls, we will see you in Kansas City. Live videos coming your way. Thanks for checking out the podcast, and we will be doing our draft podcast once again live in Kansas City. We'll see you there. If you're there, come find us. Beers are on us as always, baby. (laughs) Yeah.